After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Dark Branch. In 1993, Dark started his professional football career and was drafted by the NFL. He had the privilege of playing for teams such as Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buffalo Bills, the 49ers, and Denver Broncos, to name a few. He currently owns and directs a local sports marketing and events company known as Hawaii Team Sports. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Derek Branch. So Derek, welcome to our show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are blessed with the experience playing football professionally. Um, that's many men's and boy dreams and goals in life. Can you tell us how that experience was? It was great. You know, you talk about a dream. You know, it was definitely a dream come true, that's for sure. And, you know, it's something that, you know... There's just a lot of hard work paid off. That's all I can say. You know, I was, you know, it's so many guys that are just as equally talented or if not as as more talented as I was, you know, wish they had the opportunity. And I was fortunate enough to get to be in the right place at the right time, obviously come to the University of Hawaii and, you know, where I was able to showcase my talents. And, and um, you know, it just took off from there. You know, I, I actually didn't, didn't, you know, know if I would actually ever even play professional football. I don't think that was actually one of my dreams growing up, you know. Maybe um, subconsciously, maybe, but, you know, I, I came from a family that we didn't have very much, you know, and I knew that my job was to go to college and, and get a degree and hopefully one day be able to come back and, you know, relieve my mother of some of her duties as raising a family and stuff. So, you know, that was that was my goal, to, to just be able to go to college and, you know, be the first for my family to graduate and, and go back to, to take care of the family back in Texas. What do you think is the, the key to that then? Why, why did you make it to the NFL and other people that may have had similar talents and skills didn't? I don't know. You know, um, obviously right choices, you know, along the way, understanding the importance of education. Uh, I remember, um, you know, talking to to different uh, scouts and stuff and, and, and recruiters and, you know, when I was coming out of high school. And, you know, the number one thing they look at is your grades. You know, they want to know what kind of student are you because you know, you're not going to be under your parents' wings anymore, you know, when you go to college. It's your duty, your your job to get up every morning and wake yourself up and make yourself go to class and, and educate yourself. So, you know, that I, I think that's the one thing they want to look at. They want to know if you're responsible enough or do you even know the importance of education, recognize the important, importance of education? Because if you recognize the importance of education, I think the motivation to go out there and capture it will, will, will happen. So, um, you know, I, I, I obviously good parents, of course, you know. I had a great mother, man. You know, she was a former athlete herself, and, you know, she she believed in me, you know, from day one. You know, she always said, hey, you can be whatever you want to be. And a lot of kids get told that, you know, but just really accepting it and grasping it and taking charge and, and running with it, you know, lot, not too many people do. But it takes a lot of responsibility to make it happen. You have to 
to understand that, you know, yeah, you can believe in yourself all you want, but if you're out there making bad decisions in life, then something's going to get in your way eventually. So, you know, I, I had my run-ins with, with knuckleheads on the streets and stuff, you know. You know, I, I wasn't a guy to get pushed around or anything. You know, I, I, I had my pride. You know, I, 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 like I said, I believed in me, you know, and I believed in everything that I did in life. So, you know, I just kept focusing. I didn't let those things get in my way. They didn't, they didn't run my life, you know, so... Well, I remember getting, you know, I I would I would walk two miles to school. You know, I remember my parents used to tell me stories about that. I, I used to run two and three, four miles <laughs> uphill to school, and then walk back downhill. It'd be snowing, you know. But you know, that's I, you know, I, I really did that, you know, because you know, I had a mom that that you know for a while she was a single parent raising us, and and she had to go, you know, she worked two jobs, so she wasn't there to pick us up. You know, when I got up in the morning, my mom was already gone to work. You know, so. It was me and my two sisters' job to get ourselves to school, you know, whether we walk or, or we chose to ride the bus. And my mom would leave change to ride the bus, but shoot, I, I like candy, you know what I'm saying? So I chose to walk and keep the money in my pocket, you know, so I can do other things with it. So, you know, and same thing when I came home from school, I did my homework and, you know, I would walk to practice just about equally as far as it was to school, you know, and back. So I just, you know, I talk about hard work. It wasn't just what you do on the field. Sometimes it just takes a lot of hard work just to get there, you know, but. You know, I was a young kid full of a lot of energy, and that was what I loved to do, go out there and play football with my friends on a daily basis. And, you know, and it brought me here to Hawaii, which is another place that I thought I'd never be able to be, you know, come, come to Hawaii as a, as a poor kid, you know. I mean, that was something that I never envisioned, but just through the blessings of education and sports, here I am today. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Derek Branch. In 1993, Derek started his professional football career and was drafted by the NFL. He had the privilege to play for teams such as Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buffalo Bills, the 49ers, and Denver Broncos, to name a few. He currently owns and directs a local sports marketing and events company known as Hawaii Team Sports. How did you learn your discipline in life, being that you walked two to three miles from home? I mean, that's a long time to get lost or distracted. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I even like there was times where I, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. You know, comes that's that part that's part of the whole thing. It, it comes along with uh, with growing up, I guess. You know, in a poor society. You know, usually the kids in the community and the society that you're around. They've been brought up just as rough as you have. So times I didn't want to walk down this street, you know, because I knew what was going on down that street. So I take the alley and deal with the dogs, you know. So I don't think it was about, you know, 
just getting there, I don't know if that was about discipline. I talked about just wanting to do it, loving it. You know, if you have a passion for something, I think you'll find a way to, to do it no matter what, you know, to get there no matter what. If you're passionate if you, and if you have a lot of love for it, you'll, you'll get it done. So getting to practice wasn't wasn't a hard thing. But the discipline in my life, you know, as far as like staying away, staying out of trouble and stuff, that's just like there's, there's a different thing between fear and respect. I kind of had both of those things with my mother, you know what I'm saying? You know, I feared the the, the whippings, you know what I'm saying? That's how you want to put it, you know, the, the discipline that she put up upon me. And and then, too, I had enough respect for her that I didn't want to bring any trouble into her house. You know, I didn't want to bring, you know, the, the number one thing she always told me, she said, you better hope that the police find you before I do if you get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And that was real. You know, not that she, you know, was going to kill me or anything, you know, but... You know, it's just the fact that the pain and the and the you know the the disheartment that I probably would bring to my mom, I never wanted to see that. I was a kid, you know, that that I recognized the, the things that my mom did for me, you know, and and the, the the least I could do was show enough respect to do the things that she asked me to do and stay out of the trouble that she asked me not to get into. So I, I just say that the most important things in my life were were football, but first my family, and that that was my that that was the the weight. That that made me say, hey, okay, school and the good things first, and the bad things I don't want any part of. What made you choose Hawaii over the other schools you were recruited by? Well, the truth of it is that I actually signed a letter of intent to to, to attend the uh, the University of Illinois, and uh, they got in trouble for some recruiting violations. And you know, we talked about staying away from trouble and the negativity and stuff. You know, uh, I didn't want any part of that. I, you know, the University of Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, was far away from where my where we lived, you know, in, in Dallas, Texas. So one too many times my parents going to get to come and see me play. So, but I, I did at least want them to be able to see the opportunities that we may have had to play on TV, which was one of the reasons why I did want to go to the University of Illinois, Big Ten football, you know. You know, like I said, you know, it's just a, just, just a uh, surrounding environment I didn't want to be in, you know, new coaches and, and all the different things that were, that, you know, the negative focus on the school. I didn't want to be a part of it. So, you know, um, I always had in the back of my mind, I wanted to go far away to school, you know. I, it was just too easy to get back home and get to the trouble, you know. I wanted to be somewhere where I could, first of all, become a man, you know, and not have to depend on so much of my parents and stuff. And I went to the, came out here to visit the University of Hawaii, and you know, of course, you know, the moment you get you, you arrive to this place, it, it captures you, you know, the beauty of it, the um, the hospitality. They call it the aloha. You know, it, it, it grabs a hold to you, you know. And, and the thing about it is that it doesn't really grab too many people, you know, because I've had, like, other teammates say, I hate this place. It's too small. You know, we, we can't do the things that I want to do, you know. But I didn't see it that way. You know, I, I felt it as I felt honored to be here compared to where I came from, you know. And, and like I said, it's great people, man. I fell in love with the people first, you know, before I even got to appreciate the beaches, you know, and the and the the, the the year-round great weather for the most part, except for December and January, of course. But you know, I, I just, it grabbed me. You know what I'm saying? It chose me. That's how I say it. Places that are special, you know, they, they it takes in the people that it wants to be a part of this place. And I felt like it did that to me. And that's why after, you know, after my many years of playing football, every you know, in all the different places where I visited, I chose to make this place my home. And this is where I am. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, 
make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Derek Branch, owner and director of sports marketing and events company Hawaii Team Sports. Do you think that your attitude is what helped you succeed in life? Because you mentioned about your teammates saying that you know they hate this place, but you always kept a positive attitude from when you arrived. So, do you think that it was your attitude that helped you succeed? Of course, that's that's a lot to do with it. You know, you got to be able to get along with people. You know, and and attitude is the first thing. You know, when you when you first meet someone, I guess your first impression that you give to them in, in anything, even like when it comes to like seeking employment or, you know, you, or whatever type of relationship you're seeking to establish with anybody or any organization, you know, first impression is everything. So, yeah, your attitude does go a long way. You, you know, you got to be open, you know, to, to, to sometimes, um, you know, maybe express yourselves in ways that, you know, you may have not always been comfortable or, you know, just talk about different topics, you know, uh, uh, talk about the things that, you know, you're not, you know, totally proud of. You know, I'm not totally proud of, you know, growing up in, in an impoverished kind of way, you know, if that's how you want to look at it. But, you know, I, I'm proud of, you know, the fact that, you know, my mom got it done. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and you know, it was three of us and, and you know, and, and my mom made it happen for all of us. And, and I'm proud to say that, you know, the things that are instilled in me, you know, as far as like the values, the morals, you know, how I appreciate people, you know, the youth, you know, my sisters got have the same kind of thing, you know. So, you know, we, we just, you know, just happen to to be instilled with the right kind of things by the by the most important person in our lives, which is, you know, our mother. So, you know, a lot of other people, you know, play big roles, too. You know, my coach in high school, you know, this this guy would go out of his way to make sure that that, you know, not just me, but every player on the team, you know, everything was cool at home. You know what I'm saying? You know, that that, you know, if we got into some kind of disagreement with our parents or or, you know, something in the community at school was bothering us. He always stepped in and say, OK, I'm going to help fix it, you know, if I can. You know, so I just had great people, you know, in my life that that would would would, would go out of their way to help me. So, you know, how could I have a bad attitude? You know, I mean, I. You talk, you talk about coming to Hawaii. You know, I, I mean, when I first came to Hawaii and, you know, I, I think I did have a little bit of attitude, but I think it was the confidence in knowing that, first of all, you know, what, what, let's talk about a little bit about my high school. We talked about my coach, right? You know, um, you know, Carter High School is probably every year ranked in, you know, as far as like one of the top five football programs in the state of Texas. All right. And everybody knows that, you know, when it comes to Texas, football is king. All right. So. To be a part of a program like that, I was honored for for one. I didn't I didn't even realize you know what type of program I was a part of to tell you the truth until I got into my junior and my senior year. You know, um, you had you know all the reporters would come around at the beginning of every football season, and and um, you know that's when I started really getting like a, no, a lot of notoriety as far as like being an athlete on the field. So you know they want to come talk to me and they would tell me about the the history of our program. I was like, "Wow, I didn't know that." You know, I was blown away by a lot of the stuff. Some of the great athletes that came from the school, you know, the you know, since the 50s this program has been thriving, you know, playing well throughout the state of Texas. So, you know, to be a part of that, I got I talked about, you know, people being chosen and and taken in by certain places, you know. 
And I was, it's like I was meant to be there. That was my calling. You know, I didn't know it then, but now as a, as a man and, and, and all grown up and understanding that the different paths that my life could have taken, you know, I, I understand, I understand it. Wow. You know, to be where I am today, if, you know, without, you know, making too many people that aren't really too religious, maybe upset them, but I think God had a plan for me. You know what I'm saying? You know, from day one, that's all I can say. You know, he, you know, I talk about the different things that could have thrown me off path, could have gotten me in trouble. You know, there were there were chances, there were times when I was right there. You know what I'm saying? You know, right there, you know, on the brink of being in trouble, you know, making a bad decision. But something always tapped me on the shoulder, you know, or 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 some type of something, you know, made me make another decision. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. So, of course, my attitude had to be good, you know. But when I came to University of Hawaii, I, I think I had a little chip on my shoulder, but... It's because I had confidence in my in my ability as a player, and and um, I just couldn't wait for my opportunity to show it. You know, and as a freshman, you kind of get bumped around a little bit by the older guys and stuff. They, you know, and they tell you, you know, you're not gonna play yet and stuff like that. But you no, know, my thing was that every day I wanted to, to prove something. You know, whether it be on and off the field, and that's that's kind of how I live my life now. You know, every day, you know, I like I like to at least like you know do something good. You know, to you know, help someone every day if possible. I think that's what, you know, this company is all about that we started. You know, that's how I live my life. That's how I was brought up. And people always talk about success can change things, can change people. I think I'm living testimony that don't always have to happen. You know, I, I hold on to the same things I held on when I was a young boy. And a lot of times I still feel like that little young kid. So, you know, to be 33 years old and, and still have the energy and the passion for a lot of things that I have, I'm not trying to change anything about me whatsoever, you know, unless God tell me to do that, you know. But right now, you know, he's I'm allowed to do some great things, you know, to be in Hawaii and, you know, to be doing what I am right now. I'm very proud. So, you know, I'm 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 not going to change anything about Derek Branch as far as his attitude, his morals or his ethics. I might, have, you know, work a little harder <laughs> to get some things done. But overall, I'm pretty happy. You had mentioned that you enjoyed helping people and making an impact. Um, that's what Hawaii Team Sports does. Can you give us some idea what you folks are currently working on? Uh, well, we've got various promotions and things going on. Um, of course, we're doing a lot of stuff with the Brian Clay uh, Foundation. Brian Clay, of course, is a silver medalist uh, decathlete here from Hawaii. And um, we, we're just helping him establish the things that he, as an athlete, would like to establish for the community. Um, every athlete, no matter who he is, if he's successful and he's you know accomplished a lot of things that they that you know, he has seek or she has seeked to accomplish in their lives. Someone has helped them along the way. You know, that's why, you know, I see a, a bright young man like Brian Clay who has all the ability in the world, you know, and right there on that on the cusp of becoming that gold medalist, you know, the best in the world, the best athlete in the world. Shoot, ah, you know, you dream of helping people like that, you know, and that, that's where Hawaii Team Sports come in. We're helping him, you know, with his media and, you know, establish the, the Brian Clay Foundation here in Hawaii. He wants to establish a, a scholarship program for the youth here in Hawaii. Um, so, you know, we're doing things like that, you know, people who want to help the youth and help anybody we're trying to partner with. Um, that's part of our, also the gobble giveaway that we have going on during Thanksgiving. We're going to be giving away more than 200 turkeys to deserving families here throughout Oahu and Maui as well. Uh, 1420, of course, is helping us doing it on all their radio stations. Um, Time Supermarket, a company which is owned by a former teammate of mine called Fast Kind Tanner. They're, they're actually the company that helped pay for most of the turkeys. So, you know, just trying to unify my resources, um, my, my, you know, uh, join together my network of friends, uh, business relationships, you know, 
you know, we're trying to make it happen, not just for us, our company, but, you know, part of some of the things, same things that Greater Good Radio is all about. You know, it's about if a community supports you, you got to give back to that community, you know, and that's what Hawaii Team Sports is all about. You know, we've we've been doing quite a few things from football clinics. We've got the in-school jam where we go into the schools and talk to the to the youth about staying away from drugs, alcohol, tobacco, eating healthy, staying in school, of course. So they, they support us, so we got to support them, and, and we do whatever we can to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Feeling fine, we're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Derek Branch. In 1993, Derek started his professional football career and was drafted by the NFL. He had the privilege to play for teams such as Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buffalo Bills, the 49ers, and Denver Broncos, to name a few. He currently owns and directs a local sports marketing and events company known as Hawaii Team Sports. How did Hawaii Team Sports get started? What's the story behind that? Um, to tell you the truth, uh, we were pretty much myself and uh, uh, my partner, one of my partners, uh, Barry Villamil. We have another partner by the name of Bianca Gavin. Um, we, um, Barry Villamil and I were both working for Hawaii Sports Network. And to tell you the truth, you know, um, you know, Hawaii Sports Network just decided to, to close doors. But to be out there the way we were, you know, I was the director of all the events and knowing the demand for some of the events and promotions that we had to help the youth uh, go to college um, through our football combines and clinics. We helped the kids uh, become better athletes so that they, you know, it's, it's all about building self-esteem, you know. So th- those youth didn't want to see this, this part of this program go away, you know. So, you know, we just, you know, we talked it over with the owner of Hawaii Sports Network and, you know, he let us, you know, pretty much take a, take over the things that we had created for the company, which was the combine and clinic, which I, which I created, the in-school jam, which I created. And, um, you know, we just, you know, took them with them and to build some other events like the flag football challenge that we have going on um, with the Aloha Games and, you know, the gobble giveaway, of course. You know, we, we're just trying to do different things that, you know, that we weren't allowed to do as Hawaii Sports Network we, that we thought could be beneficial for the community. You know, we just we just all about you know giving back to the community, to the youth, and and every element of our company pretty much displays that. And 
You know, it's together with Barry Villamil and, of course, the vision and the creative creativity of Bianca Gavin because she does all our logos and the website and stuff that, you know, we all, you know, come together and we say, hey, okay, what next can we do to help the youth? And it, it starts simply from that. You know, we just share ideas and, and make it happen. And, and that's how Hawaii Team Sports came about. Barry Villamil and I sat down and said, what are we going to do now? You know, he's like, well, shoot, we're going to hold on to this stuff and, and we're going to make it happen. And so far, so good. You know, we're getting a great response and, and everybody's supporting and uh, they're asking us to do more. And, you know, with the community support, like you said, you know, what can we say? You know, if if community supports us, you know, it, it'll work. And so far, they're supporting us. And, and in return, we're going to give back to them. Are you able to tell us a story about maybe a success that your company has helped a family or a person with the promotions that you folks do or the events? Hmm. Well, yeah, I can t- tell you a few stories, actually, you know, but I know we don't have time for maybe one or two. But I can tell you an example already. The Gobble Giveaway hasn't even started yet. But, you know, um, just the other day I went to the Boys and Girls Club uh, over here off of King Street uh, behind Washington I think it's intermediate school, I believe it is. You know, just I, we're just trying to, you know, just give to organizations, of course, that help the youth and any other, you know, worthwhile uh, organization or program that's helping the community. And the Boys and Girls Club is something that, you know, just about every kid has come through at one time in their lives. And I just happen to be going by there, and uh, I know the guy who is the director of events and stuff over there for the kids, and and, you know, during Thanksgiving, you know, those type of programs are always doing something. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're always doing something for the community. So, you know, we want to, you know, somehow see if we can partner with some of the things that they're doing. And just so happen they have um, a big food drive that they do. And, you know, they, they they always want to give away turkeys. But this year's budget doesn't just didn't allow it, you know. And, and you know, just so happened, coincidentally, I was over there talking to the lady about giving them some turkeys to give away to the kids, you know, and the families during the holidays. And, you know, I, I never saw a lady get so emotional over some turkeys before, but, you know, she did. And, you know, got to thanking God and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that if that's not a success story right there, you know, to, you know, something that just, you know, this is brand new, you know, that we're doing. And and to see the appreciation already, you know, from 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 someone who was like, you know, directly linked with the kids and stuff. That was, that was touching to me, you know, and, you know, we, that, I mean, not to say that we always, we want to seek that type of effect, but to know that it does have that kind of effect on people, you know, it's good. So, you know, I just want to, I want to thank the Boys and Girls Club for allowing us to partner with them, you know, during their food drive. So that's one story. Um, I remember last year during the in-school jam, we went to Campbell High School and there's a young lady, uh, a student that went to school there and we talk about the in-school jam being an event that talks about staying away from drugs and alcohol and stuff. And, you know, one student was brave enough to step up to the mic, you know, and say, hey, you know, I used to do drugs, you know. And, you know, then I I looked at myself in the mirror one day and realized what it was doing to me, you know. And, and you know, just the power and the influence of the things that she said to the kids. Next thing you know, there were more kids coming up to the mic and say, yeah, you know, we don't need that stuff out here in our community, you know. And it was, of course, the leaders of the school, you know, who were, like, involved in student activities and the student council and stuff. But, you know, to know that we had enough influence on a on a school to say, to, to give them the courage to say, hey, you know, we're tired of drugs in our community and we want to do something about it, whether it's just speaking up against it or whatever, 
that that made me feel good that day, man. You know, I, you're talking about, you know, having, you know, goosebumps and all that kind of stuff, chicken skin. Man. I, I definitely had it that day. And, and um, you know, it just makes me realize that we're doing something that's needed in the community. So, you know, those are two, two solid examples of things that, that I think that, you know, make you feel good about what we're doing. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.